Mm. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird to pray for people in public sometimes, uh, but but church is a place where it's okay to pray for people. Right, it's the it least threatening place to the do place it. Place to do it. So <laughs> why why not make it a goal to yeah. do it every time you're there? Well, welcome to another episode of the Bridge Podcast, and Mark, we're headed into a new year. Happy New Year, Andrew. Happy New Year, Mark. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Mr. Andrew Ooh. and Mark. This is such an exciting time of year, right? It is. It's, uh, it feels fresh. It's fresh. You get to a clean slate. Your calendar's not all mucked up with all of those dates. and. Th- <laughs> <laughs> it is a, a time fresh for calendar. new beginnings. Yeah. Unless yeah. your calendar started in September, you have one of those, then you're, oh. you're in trouble. Yeah. I have a planner that starts in September. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, that so. offsets everything, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I also heard about a really neat thing called a um, the new calendar. Have you heard of this? No. It is weird. So that's all I'm going to say. You just have to check it out. It's called the new calendar, and it takes our current calendar and it looks at it from the eyes of like the seasons. And there are five general seasons. So not oh, just, yeah, not just like spring, summer, fall, winter, but there's like a fifth season in there. Anyway, hmm. it was developed by some guys in Georgetown, Delaware, which is even cooler. Really? Oh, cool. And they sell it online. It's, it's really neat. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, listen, if, if you're out looking for cool things at the beginning of the new year, I highly recommend checking out Boardwalk Plaza and Victoria's Restaurant. Yes. They are a Victorian style uh, restaurant and and hotel and they're right here in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. So And the cool part is that you get to look out at the ocean while you're eating. Yes. And guess what? You don't have to deal with any of that cold, cold January wind on the board you can be on the boardwalk That's right. looking out at the ocean. And toasty. Protected. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a unique and special place to design, to dine locally and you can check them out online at boardwalkplaza.com. Highly recommend them. So we discussed this before before getting behind the mic, and the idea of a new year and fresh new beginnings seemed like a good one to tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and not just in the sense that, you know, we set resolutions and then we come back here in December and we say, nope, I, I missed that resolution. But maybe, <laughs> maybe we could find some real uh, applicable ways to just generally improve our lives and or maybe the lives of those around us. In in small ways, right, Mark? Yeah. That's <laughs> you know you don't want to go any deeper. Good than answer. That. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Survey says. <laughs> but really, I mean, um, New Year's resolutions has been this thing that people have done for for about a century now. Really, it's something that we do throughout the year. We say, "Oh, I messed up. I need to try something better. Let me resolve." to change my ways. But this idea of setting your New Year's resolution on New Year's Eve and then trying to stick with it has been somewhat of a newer tradition. I I love doing goals that are based upon, they're kind of like long-term, but short, but little bites of New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's 12 months, maybe I want to read 12 books this year. And oh, okay. so, yeah. so I can set a goal that doesn't take the whole month, by the way, I've never done that New Year's resolution. That makes me sound really smart. <laughs> um, but but maybe it's, you know, I, I want to write in a journal three mm-hmm. times a month, you know, if you're mm-hmm. not doing that. Cause, or I want to read my Bible once a week, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe you already do read once a week and you want to read it every day. Uh, but setting little chunks of resolutions, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I did um, set 
reading my Bible as a New Year's resolution one year, and I found a, a reading plan on the YouVersion Bible, the Bible in 90 days. Mm. And I thought, well, sure, I can tackle that, right? That's not going to be too tough. <laughs> it, w- it was tough, you know, but I stuck with it. And it, f- it was very rewarding to get through that goal, you know, mm. like to set yeah. a goal and to move through it and, and to actually achieve it was great. And I read a version on the YouVersion Bible. Um, it wasn't King James. Uh, it wasn't even New International Standard. I think it was more of like the message standard. So it read more like a book, uh, which was a little mm. more palatable, yeah. too. It just kind of flowed like a story rather than, um, you know, very, very you know, strict old English language. (laughs) So, um, thinking about the new year, what do you typically, when you, when you look back on, on your previous year, what, what are you looking to change Denise? What are some things that you typically lean on? Like, Oh, I shouldn't, you know, maybe I go in this direction next year. Uh, I tend to look at the things that I feel are lacking in my life. Okay. And go, okay, I want to change that. So how do I go about changing that? What is something yeah. that I can do to make a difference so that that doesn't, that's that space or that area doesn't feel so empty. Right. right. And, um, so for me this last year, it was reconnecting with people along the way. Mm. Every time I had an opportunity, I came across somebody that I hadn't connected with in a long time. Instead of just flippantly saying, hey, we should get together sometime. Mm-hmm. Try mm. to really drill down to when does it suit you? Let's do it. Let's get on the calendar. And I have had some just really, really special times this year reconnecting mm. with people that God's brought back into my life. You know, sometimes it might just be for a very short time, Mm -hmm. but uh, that reconnection was just, it was like a beautiful gift. Yeah. And to be able to act in the moment, right? Not set it aside for, but say, yes, when let's, let's set this, let's do it. Yeah. Very cool. That's a really good recommendation. I like that. Did you find that, um, that folks were receptive to it because not everybody thinks that way, right? Everybody (laughs) thinks most people are in that habit of I'm busy, busy, busy. I'll set a time for you later. And then let's just pass. Like you said, they will just pass each other. (laughs) When you came up to people and said, let's set a date right now. (laughs) Were they receptive or were they kind of shocked? Most of the time receptive, sometimes a little tough to Mm. figure out when our two schedules could get together. And then if Mm -hmm. it was my husband and I and, and, and the other couple, as a couple, right? mm-hmm. then you've got four schedules to try and coordinate. So yeah. some took a little more effort and work than others. But uh, I will say that overall, it's been beautiful. I had one friend who um, we had to cancel two or three times and I just kept going back, mm-hmm. you know. And so after a while, I think it was, you know, I better have coffee with her. She's not going to leave me alone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out to be a wonderful time. Good, cool. I got a a quick trivia question for you, Mark. Okay. All right. I know how you love trivia, so let's do it. Yeah the the first you know we we dropped the the ball January first. That's right. No, (laughs) (laughs) New York City. The first day of the year is, (laughs) and this has been trivia with Mark. (laughs) No, the the first ball that dropped. Okay. Okay. What year was the first ball dropped? Mm. Nineteen. I'm already wrong. You're already wrong. <laughs> Which is, really? <laughs> yeah, get this. The very first time that a ball was dropped to symbolize, like, you know, the new year at yeah. a celebration, it was installed in Portsmouth, England in 1829. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We didn't start doing it over here um, until 1845, and that was in Washington, D.C. 
And uh, yeah, pretty neat. But by 1904, they started the Times Square tradition. And um, and at that time, they had this huge iron contraption. Right. And it had these Mm -hmm. 125 watt bulbs attached to it. And they would start to drop that in uh, in 1907. But um, yeah, yeah. Pretty neat. So for 112 years now, 113, Mm. I guess. By the time this airs, uh, you know we'll be ha- we'll be dropping lighted balls from New York Times. Coming up on two hundred years square. Yeah, that's crazy <laughs> to think about. Wow. Maybe we need to upgrade to like a cube. <laughs> yeah, you'd think that we could come up with something better than an orb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a few people have. Is that your next trivia question? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> they've got more than just balls that they drop. And and around the around the U.S. anyway, there's some pretty cool things like the 600 pound walleye fish replica. Okay, yeah, they do that in Port Clinton, Ohio. Can you imagine? (laughs) At least it's not one of those Billy Bass that talk to you as it's dropping. You know, like Happy New Year, everyone. (laughs) Then in Boise, Idaho, can you guess what they drop there? It's Boise. Is it? It's Boise. Boise. Yeah. All right. Talk on the local. (laughs) In Boise, Idaho, can you guess? Oh, they probably drop a gigantic potato. The the huge glow tato. <laughs> yes, it's oh, a glowing glow-tato. potato. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> That's strange. That's funny. You know, I would much rather see something like uh, I think it was Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. when he stands in that room with the staff and right. the sunlight comes Hits through the it. door and this big laser happens and shows him where the Ark of the Covenant is. That would is. be cool. We need something like that, where as soon as midnight right. hits, you know, all of New York City glows a special color. Right. Wouldn't that be neat? Could you see Ryan Seacrest, like, <laughs> just right up there, getting ready to, like, hold the staff up? <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> I think Ryan would be game for just about anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Mark. What would you recommend uh, or what are you going to try to do in the new year to make it a little better for you and those around you? You know, I have been really just focused on prayer lately. Okay. And I've been just trying to verbally pray with people more. You know, we see it all over Hmm. scripture and, you know, we, we say, you know, oh yeah, I'll pray for you. And then it's a, it's a solo act. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just me and God. Whereas, like, if someone needs prayer, I want to pray with them mm. right then and there. Yes. And so uh, a, a goal that I started at the end of 2019, so it's like a pre-resolution, I guess, mm. was I want to, before I leave church every day, I want to verbally pray with someone mm. um, a, about something happening in their life. And so whoever I, I'm talking to, you know, because you talk to somebody at church yeah. while right, you're there. Right. Don't leave without praying with someone. Yeah. And and really so neat. far it has been really special and absolutely incredible. And and I've felt just the, the boldness of my faith mm-hmm. increase. I bet. You know, my, my faith is not just something that's in me, but it's something that other people are experiencing and it's helping me do it even more. Right. Well, it's going to knit those relationships together more strongly, too, I think. You Absolutely. Know, when they know that you're concerned, and now that now you're carrying a burden with them to some degree, or at least you've taken it to God together, you know, they, they know that you are concerned and right. that you're going to follow up. So, And I'm just even talking about, you know, the personal 
change that it's mm-hmm. doing for my spiritual life, mm-hmm. let alone the fact that you are actually praying for someone yeah. and that yep. even though it's impacting me, it's also impacting, it's got a, a mega ripple effect. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it's, I mean, if you can't pray with someone at church, mm. you know, it's, it's kind of weird to pray for people in public sometimes. Uh, but, but church is a place where it's okay to pray for people. Right. It's the it least threatening place to the do place it. place to do it. So <laughs> why, why not make it a goal to yeah. do it every time you're there? I think that is wonderful, and I think you're going to find that people are surprised. Uh, mm. Just like when I would try and tie someone down when we say, hey, let's get together sometime. You're saying, when somebody's sharing with you, instead of saying, I'll pray for you about that. Right. Let's pray about it right now together. I think it's uh, kind of like spontaneous intentionality. Mm. You know, yeah. you go into right. that going, I'm on the lookout. I'm going to be praying mm-hmm. for somebody today, maybe more than one, but mm-hmm. Lord, help me to not miss the one I'm supposed to connect with today. Spontaneous intentionality. Yeah. I like that. I just That's made, really good. I just made that. No, you need you need to knit that <laughs> on a pillow on a throw pillow. That's good. Seriously. Spontaneous intentionality. I like that. Well, the I other like cool that a lot. can be pretty powerful. <laughs> the other cool thing is that like the more I've done it, the easier it is. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I, it's not even something to think about anymore. It becomes more natural. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and so it was really weird the first time I did it. I was sitting next to somebody, and it's like, I feel like this is the person I'm supposed to pray for, you know. And I and I asked them if I could, hey, can I? Mm-hmm. I'd love to pray for you before we go today. Um, is there something that, that we can pray about? And everyone has something going on. Yeah. You never know what people are going through, and and uh, I, it was actually a couple that I prayed with, and. Mm-hmm their story was insane, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, by the end of it, it was really, really special. Mm. You know, you look around in church when you're sitting there listening to the sermon or you're, you know, you're in transition at different points in the, in the, in the service. And you see a few of those people that, you know, Hey, that's a prayer. You know, I know that person, they're a prayer Mm. by doing this. You're, you're going to become that one of those people, you know, that people can rely on that the congregation knows they can go to because you're a person who prays. You know. I, I feel I also feel the need that I am not a prayer warrior. Right. Like there are some people that they are just that that is their You're like f- a prayer squire right now. <laughs> prayer eventually. Jester. Yeah, maybe we'll start you out there. That way the pressure is off. <laughs> but but it's something that I've been really bad at. And yeah. so as I'm talking about it in this mic, it sounds like oh Mark yeah, Mark's right, one of those right. prayer warriors. Right. And it's like no 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 no. I, I am I'm not what you think, right. and uh, but doing this is a really good way to align myself with with how you know mm-hmm. God wants to move in my life, which right. is constantly in connection with Him, right. and and spreading that to other people. Right. And so, well, you're absolutely right, and it doesn't have you don't have to be you know you're not you're not moving up some rank system. It's not that's not what it's about anyway. You mm-hmm. know, it's about being mm-hmm. called to pray for others, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. So, yeah. I think I, it's great, Mark. And uh, it's something that uh, I debated on even mentioning mm-hmm. just because, like, um, you know, the Bible says a lot about, you know, don't be the kind of person announcing their good works yeah, right, with right. trumpets. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, but it's like, you know, I, why don't you guys hold me accountable? Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I'd know. like to hear some of the stories that come out yes. of it. And I, and I think a lot of people will be encouraged to try to pray more with others, you know, yeah. by knowing that it's OK to just walk up to someone, have a conversation and find out what they have a need of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. it's good. Something else I love that I think is really good. 
is that great song old lang syne you know i wouldn't have known what you were talking about if i hadn't looked that song up yesterday oh for real it's great (laughs) it's great and i don't mean the 70s version i mean the old old version do you know when it was written trivia time no idea. First of all, what is but that song? It's okay. actually, it's so old that it's so actually old. A-U-L-D. That's right. Old Lang Syne. That's right. It's not like, yeah. <laughs> like It's not old Lang Syne. <laughs> if someone didn't knock into the stop sign at the end of your road, it's not old Lang Syne. What does that mean? It's yeah. old Lang Syne. Yeah. It means, it actually means, um, it means old long times. Hmm. Yeah, but it it kind of morphed over to, into Once Upon a Time, or mm-hmm. like, you know, in our past. Um, it was written way back in 1788 by Robert Burns, who's a Scottish poet. And it was just a poem, just a, you know, like it was just something that he thought up, wrote up. And it really didn't get any movement as a song until, until much later. Um, in fact, it was it was not put to music until it was sent into uh, the Scottish Museum and where then they kind of worked out some music to go with it. Hmm. And it started to become more of a Scottish traditional tune. They'd actually sing it at like funerals and goodbye send-offs, things like that. It wasn't Hmm. just a New Year's traditional song. Do you know when when they started singing it? You said like 1798. So we didn't start singing it until 1929 as like a New Year's song. Okay. Before that, the Scottish used it as like a send-off prayer or a send-off, hmm. you know, tune. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. I just, I just think it's so cool. So that was like 1798. You said, yeah. And seven, we didn't 1788, start. 1788. It was written. 1788. So like yeah. right on the beginning of the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. And 125-ish yeah, years later, yeah. uh, we started singing this, and I just think it's insane that something that you might have just written down in a notebook. Yeah. One day. <laughs> Right uh, is the the New Year's song. It's the one everybody sings now. So like, if you're not being appreciated for what you're doing this year, or last year, yeah. write it down. Write it down <laughs> and bury it somewhere. And who knows, may come up later as a song. Yeah, it's a good one. I really love that song. It's really really good. So I I thought about this. Mark challenged us to come up with something to do to improve our lives or the lives around us. <laughs> I'm not so good at this. I, you know, I, I will set resolutions and I'll miss them all the time. But a couple of years ago, someone introduced me to a, like a goal setting system that seemed to work for me. So Mm. I thought, you know, this might be applicable in a number of different ways. Um, whether or not you've got some, like a reading goal, you said, you know, 12, 12 books uh, in a year or, uh, you know, reading scripture, if you wanted to hit the 90 day goal or the Bible in a year, but this, this goal structure is called smart goals, S M A R T. And I know a lot of people uh, may have heard of it, but what I want to encourage is even if you, if you've never heard of it, or if you have heard of it, try it, put it into practice and, and see, see where it goes. So smart just stands for S specific. Your goal has to be something that's detailed or meaningful. You have to define it and not some vast, you know, I'm going to change the world, Mm -hmm. but maybe like I'm going to clean up my sock drawer. That's very (laughs) definable, right? So measurable, it's got to be measurable. It's got to be something that you can quantify, meaning put a count to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, reading 12 books is 
12, you know, that's 12. Right. I don't want to be better at reading. I You're want right. to read one book a month. Yeah. And measurable. It's, it's measurable so that yeah. you can see progress. And that progress is encouraging, keeps you moving. A is attainable. Um, your goal should be realistic. And you should have the tools and resources you need to get it done. Hmm. So, like, again, back to the sock drawer. You've got this unruly sock drawer already. You know that there's, like, 12 pairs of socks in there that need to be matched and put in order. Get to it, right? So <laughs> Andrew's setting the bar high. I am. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can tell where I've focused on my kids' needs. Um, but... <laughs> R is relevant. This is a goal that's aligning with your your mission or like who you are, what you're about, right? So it's got to be relevant to you. It can't be something I can't I can't just like hook my cart to Mark's goal to read 12 books. And, oh, that sounds really good. I'm just going to do that too. It's not relevant to me, right? It should be something that I want to attain. And then the most important one I found is T for time-based. It has to have a deadline. And this isn't a deadline that's supposed to cause you a lot of angst and frustration and, and dread. It's, it's just a deadline that says, I'm going to try to hit this quantifiable goal by this time. And when you hit that date, stop and say, okay, did I do it or didn't I do it? It doesn't have to add a lot of burden. It's just to help you measure. So then if you didn't reach your goal at the end of the month, like if it was a 30-day goal, then you say, great, where did I mess up or where can I improve? So you should be able to use all these steps in the SMART goal system as encouragement hmm. to keep reaching your goal, not as a, a burden or a, a, you know, a slap on the wrist for not achieving your goal. Um, just, you know, that, that for me unlocked a lot in the, in the goal achievement mm -hmm. category. Before that, I'd, I'd set lofty goals or I can remember my wife telling me, Every year, it would come around to you know November, December, and I'd start thinking about, well, how did my year go? What do I want to achieve? I kid you not, I would have three-page documents about what I wanted to do next year, right? I would wow. break down like what I wanted to read, where I wanted to go, things I wanted to try, this I wanted to do. And I mean, I would break it down into each quarter, and then I'd say, okay, if I have this many hours in the day and this many hours in the week and this much takes up you know work, then I've got this much left for, re mm -hmm. she said, I got really crazy about it. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, if you're walking around with three pages of things you want to accomplish, it, it might be a little excessive. So just chop it down, <laughs> work on your sock drawer first. Yeah. Yeah. I really was, as you were talking about smart goals, yeah. I was thinking, um, the th one of the things that I really want to change going into the new year is I want to get back to Bible art journaling. You really did because I jumped in that. on that a couple yeah. of years ago, and we did it actually right here at the radio right. station. A few ladies met me here, and we um, and we did it for like I don't know six or eight weeks on, and then uh, I packed it all up in a bag, and oh, it's no still in the bag. So. Right. I, as I was going into this new year, I was thinking I would really like to get back to that. And I kind of put it out there to a few people. But as you were going through S-M-A-R-T and I was yeah. thinking, okay, so what I need to do maybe and also drawing on what you said, Mark, was picking dates and saying mm -hmm. these maybe once a month for the next 12 months. Right. I'm going to get together with some folks who want to do the same thing, linger a little longer in the word mm -hmm. by creating, you know, a few pages each time we get together and pick dates 
So I'm picking the mm. folks I'm going to do it with, the dates. I'm, you know, and then we're, and we're just going to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we can measure it. And that's right. It's very attainable, achievable. Yep. You've got the resources it's at hand. It's relevant for what I want. I want to grow yes. deeper yep. with the Lord this coming year. And so, yeah. That got me a little excited, actually. Good. Cool. Well, I remember <laughs> seeing you do that. And now whenever I see like, you know, Bible journaling or Bible art yeah. online, I think I think of you. Like yeah. you're the one that and it's beautiful. And it's also I think it's inspiring, you know, when especially mm-hmm. if it's a verse or a passage that really meant something to you and then you have yeah. art combined with it. I, I really like it. it's funny because I wouldn't describe myself as an artist yeah. or, or have any artistic ability. Huh. But uh, it's been interesting to to kind of pick a verse at maybe out of a whole passage, something that really jumped out at me, and then looking at a blank space and saying, Lord, how can I really drill down and make this so relevant to where I am today? You actually date the page, and it's kind of it's um, it's kind of a journal right. of where you are in your spiritual yeah. walk on that day or in that yeah. month or whatever. And uh, wow, if you if this is something so new to you as you're listening, um, I encourage you to hit up Pinterest and just plug in the words Bible art journaling, and you will be mm. amazed at some of the most incredible things they some of them are very very simple some of them are crazy over the top amazing just because somebody may be more a little more gifted in the art world but it's very cool i feel like i need to bring out the word journaling and usually don't share your journal with anyone Mm -hmm. and and i don't know maybe you're not an artist but you want to give it a shot yeah it's you don't have to Instagram everything you do you could just do this for you and and maybe you'll remember that scripture better because you spent time thinking about it yeah so don't worry about your artistic abilities that's the whole point robert burns did that's true and he wrote a nice poem that we sing today (laughs) right so you never (laughs) ever know (laughs) yeah you know that linger longer was what really grabbed my heart the very first time i heard that and that was really what somebody who said you know what i'm gonna draw in my bible Mm. and i'm gonna make it really stick in my mind and in my heart. I can remember being a kid and not wanting to do anything to my Bible. <laughs> like it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, uh, you, you know, it was like this sacred text. But really, it's, and it is. It is. Yeah. But really, if it helps you to ingest the mm. word and put it into your heart, yeah, then those practices are really a lot better yeah. than just mm. reading it and then putting it on a shelf. You know what? I have a Bible that I've been using the last five years yeah. that I, um, I've i already inscribed in the front of it that it's for my granddaughter. She's Aww. five years old. And as I've been going through my studies and, I've, and a verse jumps out at me, I've actually written her a note in the oh, margin. Wow. That's cool. That is uh, cool. Yeah. Reminders, little thoughts about Jesus thought about you mm. when he was at this moment in right. his life here on earth. That is really so neat. That's I, neat, Denise. I just yeah. can't wow. wait someday for her to right. open that and read the notes that I've left behind for her. Right, right. So, well, even yeah, better, don't be afraid to you know, write the, notes. The words will echo through time, mm. you know, when mm. she's a grandmother. Yeah. She might still have that Bible and she'll crack it open. Yeah. I had a, there was a pastor I was I was talking to once and he said the most important thing that you can leave behind for your family is the collection of your thoughts. Mm. Yeah. 
And that's, yeah. that's why I have journals. Yeah. They are a, a big wreck. They are a huge, mm. there's, mm-hmm. there's no continuity between pages, mm-hmm. but just, you know, it's what's inside at the moment, what you're thinking right. about mm-hmm. yeah. and, mm-hmm. and it might help them later on. Yeah. And man. Yeah. That's Those really are priceless. Denise. The most yeah. journaling I ever got, into, I got done, you know, on a consistent basis was called, um, it's like called the five year journal where I think I pointed this out to you before too. Once it was, uh, on each page, you just write, you know, like January 1, yeah. 2020. Yeah. And then you write one sentence about today. Like, just sum it up, yes. you know. And then just below that line, you write January 1, 2021 and leave it. And you do this for five, you know, on each page, you do oh, wow. one day. Okay. And you I do one sentence or one phrase for each day of the year. It's all the commitment you're looking for. Just yeah. come back and jot down what today's big point was or <laughs> big downer or whatever it might have been. Yeah. And um, man, in one book, you've got five years of memories. And you can see that passage of time and that development of your life. It's really neat. Since we're on the journaling front, i got to tell you the coolest. So... Uh, a couple months ago, somebody said that every day they write three, every morning they mm-hmm. write three things they're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And at night that before they go to bed, they write three things they learned that that's day. That's cool. Yeah. And Ooh, that's good. It's hard. So I started doing this in early August mm-hmm. and I managed to do it for about two and a half months. Yeah. Yeah. But in that two and a half months, my daughter was born. Oh. And so I, I looked back over it and it was mm. like, um, you know, things I'm grateful for. And it was like, we're at three centimeters, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, things I learned and I learned a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> so like I have, I have these detailed experiences from sure. staying in the hospital yeah. Like while my wife is in labor yeah. and a couple of days at, I mean, really the like three weeks, first three weeks of my daughter's life, all the things I learned. That is mm-hmm. I had, cool. Yeah. I hadn't planned it that way. Yeah. But now forever I have. Yes. Those. Exp- and uh, yeah. if, if you need a journaling prompt for this year, uh, give that a shot. Yeah. It'll definitely challenge you, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. The gratitude part, especially yeah. um, what you appreciate appreciates when you focus on, on what you're grateful for. Uh, you'll see the blessings and, you know, everywhere. I think too, if you're a a personality that's more of a glass half empty kind of person, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. especially powerful because it really pushes us to think about the good things, Mm -hmm. think about the things that we're thankful for in our lives. Okay. 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 So new year's resolutions are great, but where did they get their big start? Hmm. In fact, which, which denomination started the practice here in America of really focusing on New Year's resolutions? Hmm. I have no idea. I don't either. Yeah, this is good. So by the 1740s, the Methodist Church had a practice of holding renewal services on December 31st. Really? Isn't that cool? Wow. They offered the chance for people to look back at the year that had passed and renew their commitment to God. Mm, I love that. And isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Well, we hope that some of these tips that we've provided for you to refocus on a brand new year will be helpful. Helpful to journal, helpful to set your goals, helpful to reach out to people in your community and just get deeper this year. Go deeper in those relationships and in your intentionality to live 
the life that God has called you to. You can be sure to download the Bridge Mobile app to get the latest podcast episodes. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend, provide feedback, and suggest other show topics when you email podcast at 887thebridge.com. And you can get complete show notes on this episode and all the other episodes that we've got in our library on our website at 887thebridge.com. 